Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another day of Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Every single hour, 10 after the hour, you get a keyword from 6 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. I should make that clear. But 10 after each hour. We give you a keyword, you text in, you win $1,000. Smart. We're not above bribery. Not above it. We're happy to do it. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? Uh, good. We're probably right at the level of bribery. We're like, eh, they're all right, but if they paid me, I'd be more likely to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm good today. I'm a little bit anxious. I'm not going to lie. Maybe a little bit of nerves on me, too. About what? Uh, later this afternoon. It's Tuesday. Later this afternoon. I am going to be filming a commercial for the Roholt Vision Institute, a TV spot, buddy. So you are allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. We've gone back and forth on this it was a couple con- of times. It was confirmed yesterday that all systems are go. So, well, that's good. Uh, so I'll be making my television debut. Well, that's good. And I'm a little bit like, I don't know, I've just never done this before. So I'm like, well, what do I have to do? And like, what Really? Do I, what do I have to like? Oh, achieve? I've been in a TV spot for a client before, and it is. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, I'm not pretty. What do I do? Yeah. Tell me what to say. Show me the cue card. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I've, you you know, never done this before, so we'll see how it goes. And oh, we'll good see, for you. We'll, we'll see what happens here, but uh, later this afternoon, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on the big screen, or well, I guess dude, on the little screen. Go get uh, go get eye surgeries at Rohold. Tell yeah, them that Phantom's the one that made you do it. Dang, Rohold Vision Institute. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. things are going well there, and they are, they're obviously pretty happy with me as a, uh, as a yeah, spokesperson. So, I, uh, so last night, my girlfriend's like, oh, we have to go buy some, you know, like a new outfit for well, you. What do they we want to, you wearing? Um, they, they were just like, just wear something, you know, that you feel comfortable in. And, yeah, you buy know, something new. Yeah, I mean, I went out there, and obviously, Obviously, got a new outfit, got, got some new stuff, and I'm going to go get my hair cut later, and, and hopefully I do okay. But like, I very rarely am I like, oh, God, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like it's TV, it's different. Yeah, I just, I've, I'm out of my comfort zone for sure on this one. Yeah, it's so. TV, it's different. I've been there. It's totally different. It's not the same thing as radio. There's no. a reason why you know radio people kind of stay in radio. It's because, right. it's well, honestly, it's an easier gig. Well, of course, dude, of course. there's there's cons- More suited to your talents. Considerable less expectations here. And yes, more suited to our talents for sure. I remember when I went to broadcasting school that was like the well are you going to do tv or are you going to do radio or- i see i went because i was going to edit news I, like oh. i wanted to be a film editor oh. and i wanted to like learn the skills and then move out to la and like edit like i wanted to edit movie trailers that was like my goal I, initially i was like dude i could be on tv i could just do it. i could wear a suit i could do that and then i saw how much easier radio was and i was like oh i'm definitely doing that <laughs> one like well, you, have to, you don't have to do anything yeah see i was the, my whole thing was is like all right well i want to edit film I want to, and I thought being the guy that got to edit the movie trailers would yeah. have been the coolest thing in the world. So I was like, all right, well, I'll learn that skill. I'll work in local news for a few years, beef up the resume, and then I'll go out there. And my dad laughed at me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's what you're going to do. And I was like, what? He's like, dude, he's like, you're going to end up on the radio, and you know it. And I was like, dead set against it. I was like, nah. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I was like, all those people are scumbags. I don't make any money. Scumbags, <laughs> no money. The industry's <laughs> dying. All those things, dude. That was all true 20 years ago. Now look at us. I was like, nah, I'm not in. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? But then, sure enough, it was one of my instructors at the school was like, I hear you, and you can do anything you want. But I personally think you'd be great at this job. And I was like, well, maybe. And then next thing I know, I got an internship at a radio station. Everybody knows the history. And then got hired before I graduated. I was like, all right, this is obviously the life for me. Now here we sit. Now here we sit. Now here we sit. Canton, Ohio. So, uh, you know, I, I believe in bearing all. Okay. Okay. And I had an awful day yesterday. Okay. Now, I ended up pulling it out of the dumpster late. Because I played a decent round of golf with a bunch of buddies yesterday. Yeah, speaking of which, dude, I found myself on the golf course yesterday before I get to this awful story about me. And I'm just like looking around. We're playing. There's like eight of us, and we're playing a two-man scramble. And it's like, my God, we do this every Monday. Oh, my God. 
I have friends. You have a little Monday thing going on now. It's like, oh my God, I, dude, I have friends. I like it. I, I didn't know that. I, I, didn't, like I wasn't aware of it until yesterday. Had the best weather ever. And uh, and I played well. And again, all these guys are really good. Like one guy, actually, uh, my buddy Anthony used to play on tour. And I mean, there's, you know, these guys can actually really play. And I played all right. I like I didn't embarrass myself yesterday like I did the week before. Step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. But the day started out not so great. And I had to deal with a government entity Uh-oh. in downtown Canton. Uh-oh. And it was one of the most miserable experiences I have ever had. And I walked out of there, and I, I, I didn't lose my mind, and I didn't get rude with anybody. Because I was in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, you kind of got a public eye job in Canton, and it's not really that big. People are probably going to be able to figure out who you are. You can't have this story out there about you. Yeah, and I mean, what were you going to get if you did? You know what I mean? Just the satisfaction. Satisfaction. All right, all right. Satisfaction. Sometimes satisfaction is all I want. Sometimes that's all I want. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you the story, but we have to get you hooked up with this $1,000 before I do. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Ron White tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino July 28th. We'll give you those around 745 this morning. Let me write that down so I remember it. Don't forget so I remember that. Uh, coming up at 7.30, I didn't know what a beauty blender was, and now I wish I didn't. Some girl got famous on Twitter yesterday, and I just, I, I never knew what one of those was, and now I wish I'd never heard of it. 7.30, we'll tell you about that. But yesterday, my, uh, my 30-day temporary tag for my car had expired and so I needed to get my plates for my car okay and I being the well really responsible adult that I am had misplaced my memo title that the car dealership sends you Stansberry haven't you seen all the hashtag adulting going on out no. there no obviously <laughs> no, not I didn't. obviously not you have not seen all that I was not following that Twitter trend you no. were not and so I had misplaced it which is fine all you have to do is go to your like county's title office and request like a duplicate, and it's like six bucks. And luckily for me, I live downtown. The title office is uh, in the old First Merit building, pretty much right downtown. And when you when you buy a car and you don't have it paid off, it's not an actual title that you, you get, get a memo it's title. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's like a just honestly, just kind of a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. That's right. it. Right. And so I needed, so I called the dealership and I said, hey, I misplaced this. And they said, yeah, it's not a problem at all. Just go, you know, you live pretty close to the title office downtown. Just go to, down there and grab a new one. Okay. And so on my way home from work, I didn't even stop at home. I just stopped there first, right? right. And so I park on, you know, one of those one-way streets. And I start walking up. And I go into the building, and I didn't think about it being a government building. I hadn't thought about that. And sure enough, there's security guards there, and you have to go through, like, metal detectors, and you have to empty out all your pockets, put them in the bu- like an airline. At the title place? Yeah. I'm surprised, honestly. I, I, I mean, like, I know, you know, you go into a courthouse, of course you're going to have to yeah. do that, and rightfully so, but why at the title place? Was there, like... I didn't know. It, <laughs> and so there's, like, there's this stoic cop right there. Yeah. And uh, and I emptied out my pockets into, like, the little round red bucket thing. Yeah. And I say to the guy, hey, man, how you doing? Nothing. Nothing. I was like, okay, so you're a dick. Good to know. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe he's like uh, one of those. Like, no, because the, the cop behind him was super nice was about everything. Say, like the British guard that are standing there. Nah. They, don't, they don't respond. They don't say I thought anything. so, too. And then his buddy were, like came around the corner and was super nice, like was really nice. Okay. But the first one, total dick. Okay. Right? So, and I get it, dude. You're in a government building and people are there for honestly because of their screw ups and they're angry and probably mistreating you constantly. So your attitude's going to reflect that. Is there a bunch of money at the title place? What do they need cops for? What do they need two armed cops? There for dude. Well, I'm trying. That's that's making my head scratch. Fair for point. Sure. Like, what is going on in that title building? So, luckily for me, I am a grown up now, and I was like, God, thank God, I don't have anything in my pockets. I have to be embarrassed about uh, anymore. Half a grown up there. I can't remember where his title. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, can't oh, yeah. Where it went. I forgot how I set this yeah, up. Yeah, but half an adult there. So I emptied my pockets, and without thinking about it, and for golfers, you'll know. I had in my pocket what is referred to as a repair tool. When you hit an approach out into a green, you'll leave a dent on it. And so you have what it, I guess it's a knife, I guess, but it's like got a little bit of a blade on it. You stick it in the grass, move it forward, and you kind of pound it down so there's not a big hole in the green anymore. It's a repair tool. And it also comes with like a removable coin on it to mark your ball so in case you're in somebody else's way so they can putt. Right. I had one of these. Now they fold in on itself. So if I fold it in, I'm showing it to Fantone. I'll tweet out a picture here in a minute. I'll also put it on my Instagram. Both those are at Stansbury Show. And so like they fold in on themselves like this. Okay. But when I took it out of my pocket, it, I had hit the button and it was oh. out like that. And it's in the bucket. And the cop says to me, bro, you might want to take that back to your car. The, the rude one was like, you better take that back to your car. And I said, it's not a weapon. It's a golf repair tool. I have 10 of them. I'll just throw it out. And the cop says to me, no, take it back to your car. And so the second cop then comes around and goes, what is it? Let me see it. And I show it to him. And the coin actually has Tam O'Shanner's logo on it. You can tell it's for a golf thing, right? And the guy said the one, and the guy said to me, he's like, yeah. He's like, um, he's like here's what we're going to do. He's like, bring it through, but you have to throw it away. He's like, I'm not allowed to take it and throw it away, which I guess does make sense. Otherwise, they would just start throwing people's things away, right? right. And so they make me throw it away. And I was like, oh, okay. I, like, I couldn't even leave it here with you and pick it up back on my way out or whatever. No, nothing, whatever. So I was like, okay. So I'm not in the greatest mood after that. And so then I go over to the title line. Yeah. Right? And there's no sign. There's one sign that says dealer titles. Now, I'm reasonably intelligent. And I felt like, well, I need to get a title from my dealer. So maybe that's the line I'm in. So sure enough, there's a long row. You know, you see like eight of them over there behind the glass window. Right. And one of them screams, what are you doing here? Well, I need a duplicate of my memo title. Well, that's for dealers. This is personal over here. Like screaming at the top of her lungs. And I was like, oh, my God. So I go stand over where she tells me. She goes, no, over there. And Fantone, it was five feet. It was five feet. And I said, is over here okay? Well, technically, it's supposed to be. And I was like, oh, my God. So, I, like, finally, I look at the guy in, in line behind me. I was like, am I crazy here? <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, I have no idea what's happening right now. How many other people are in the building at like this point? Like, three or four. Okay, so not many. Not, not many. many. Okay. Not many. At least in the section of the building I'm okay. in. I'm sure there's hundreds of people. Sure, but in the section yeah, but, of the, but where I am right now, there's like four consumers and like 10 workers. So we're not talking about like, we're not talking about a line of like 50 people. We're talking about, you know, a, a handful of people in there. Okay. All right. I'm hearing the courtroom is upstairs oh. of where the title thing was. So that's why the cops were downstairs. All right. Well, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
That makes sense. And now I know I had to throw my golf tool what? repair thing away. Right. I mean, they can't, you can't bring that in there. I, I mean, didn't. For, know, I, I thought the courthouse was the other building over. I, there must be two. For as much as for as much as like yes, I know that's not a weapon. I know that's not anything that you would do anything with. But still, like you know, they can't. They can't let you have that in there if the courtroom's right there. Yeah. I know. I mean, honestly, they don't know me. That I, I could be a terrible person. Sure. Right. So there I am, and I'm in line, and. This is like the BMV, where these are government jobs. And DMV stands very... Oh, wait, no, it's a B. It's, it's a D. BMV. Oh, here. damn it. I, was, I went there yesterday, too. Put a pin in that. We'll talk about them here in a second. But it's kind of like the BMV, how they're... You know, sometimes when you go in there, they'll be super rude, because it's a government job, and they're hard to lose. They're just hard to lose. Like, if this job... Like, if, I, if, if, it, was, if it was harder to fire me, I'd be a way bigger dick in the building. Yeah, it's pretty easy to fire you. <laughs> totally. They can fire me. At, it's at will. But, like, those government jobs are harder to lose. And so I dealt, I was dealing with this woman and I said, I walked up to the window and I said, hi, how are you today? Nothing. Nothing from her. Okay. How can I help you? Okay. Well, I need, I, I, I need a duplicate of, of my memo title. And I'm like, like scared to death of her already. She's like, well, give me your ID. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Fine. So I slipped my ID underneath there. She then, what's your name? You're holding my ID. What do you mean, what's my name? You're holding my identification card. Are you this goddamn lazy? Really? But I'm keeping all that inside. Again, because I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Some of them might listen. It's the last thing I need is that kind of thing going out. Well, Even last, though I'm telling the story right now. I, I, well, but at least you've already got what you need at this but point. But I'm controlling the narrative. Right. At this point, you're standing there in line. And if this bitch decides, like, yo, screw this guy. I'm going to get that cop to kick him out. Like, dude, yeah, it's the last thing you need. So I understand why you had to and so, be reserved. Like, finally, she, like, finds my information, prints out. The papers. Now it's a glass window, so you know you got to pass things underneath it. Mm-hmm. She takes the the papers, Phantom, mm-hmm. and then does this, like throws them through the window. One fell out of the window behind me, through one of those glass little windows. Like that's how hard she pushed those through there. And so I bend over, I pick it up, and I just like you know what? You kill this miserable bitch with kindness. And I just looked at her. I was like, "Have a nice day." And she said nothing to me. Now, there's a word I'm not allowed to use on the radio, and it's a word I try not to use in my personal life anymore after hurting an ex-girlfriend with it one too many times. But that woman was a total C word, and it's the only word that it's the only word that covers it. She was awful. If I was her super, I would have fired her on the spot. As a matter of fact, I did it once to a bartender. Turn around. She was rude to two customers. Turn around. Said, "Go to the back. Get your things. Get out. You're fired right now." I would have fired that bitch on the spot. She was awful. Maybe she was a big Bob and Tom fan. Maybe she saw you and was like, "That son of a bitch. He's coming in here. I used to love Bob and Tom." Maybe that is what it is. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Bob's not even there. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Bob left the the post. Bob's gone. So now... I'm, it's the family and juvenile court upstairs. Okay, Don, thank okay. you very much for that. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay? I didn't know that. Which is probably even more important to not have weapons in, I would assume. Fair enough. I would say. Fair enough. I didn't know that. Okay? I didn't know that that's where there was. I, again, the, the, like the actual courthouse is over on what? Is it second in market yeah. right there or whatever it is? And so I didn't know that. So I, just, I couldn't believe the attitude out of this woman. I just couldn't believe it. 
So then I leave there and I have to go to the BMV. Bureau of Motor Vehicles. It's not the DMV in Ohio like it is in Rhode Island, Oregon, and Nevada, and a couple other places I've lived. And people got really mad when I called it the DMV on the radio once. I think it used to be the DMV. It was the DMV. Once upon a time. And we don't know what the difference between a bureau or a department department is. We asked that question yesterday. We don't know. So then I went to the Canton South BMV. Right? Now that's pretty close to my... No, this is where the story gets better. Okay. And I and I expected them to be rude, right? Because those people are always rude, right? Like that's the standard. Like, what's the deal with airline food? And God, the BMV is rude, right? Like those are standard, like stand-up comedian jokes, right? And so I expected them to be rude, but nope. Brianna at the Canton South BMV was really nice, really easy to deal with. Got me in and out of there super fast. Got my ID updated. Got my new plates for my car. Got me everything I needed. But I swear to God, I, dude, I will drive, I would drive a hundred miles out of my way not to deal with the, with the downtown Canton title office ever, ever, ever again. Now, as far as the DMV and the BMV goes, I know that is the joke, but honestly, like, I think over the past decade plus, they've made huge strides. The one up on Whipple, I never wait in line for more than five minutes. Everybody's always nice and that smart one is and good informative. Too. So, like, I don't know. I don't know why they're like, you know, the government's like, all right, you know, everybody hates the BMV DMV. Everybody hates it. We got to fix it. But when it comes to the title department, they just send the most miserable bitches they have. Like, I I don't know. You would think that would be an across the board improvement. Like, all right, let's try to make things a little more, um, you know, audience friendly. Uh, the, The BMV down here has been way better than the ones in Cleveland I dealt with when I lived up there. I will say that. I will I will absolutely say that because it's 100% sure. I'm being asked, how come I didn't go to the North Canton BMV? Because I live downtown. You know what I mean? And Canton South is closer to me. Yeah, probably you just jumped on Cleveland. Went yeah, down just there, went down, down yeah. there to Wildcat Country. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? Uh, Canton South Wildcats right there. I, uh, you know, I was I, I was unaware of, uh, of uh, yeah, the mascot situation yeah, that's where what I was. They are down there. They're building a new high school down there. It looks really nice, too. So, is that uh, right? Yeah, Canton South, turning things around. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dude, come on. Let's not, you know what I mean? I already pissed off the title <laughs> office. Or I'm already losing downtown. Let's not lose Canton South. But yeah, no, Brianna yesterday was really, really nice. So, But that was a miserable experience. I'll never deal with them ever, 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 ever again. I mean, dude, like I said, a total and utter C word. I couldn't believe it. Turns out we may be losing another celebrity. I, uh, I'm getting conflicting reports. We'll examine that next on Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself a thousand dollars. Seven ten this morning. We'll do another uh, round of Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Also coming up nine o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new DNCE featuring Nicki Minaj, new Jason Aldean, and new Adelis. Is it? Do I have that right? Adelitas. Adelitas way. Adelitas. Interesting. Ready for War is the name of that. Ready I like that band war. a little bit. They're all right. They're not the worst. So we'll take a listen to that to end the program. I'm hearing conflicting reports about a uh, about a celebrity. One says he's going to make a, 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 a perfect recovery. Another one says he's deathly ill. So we'll examine that here in a second. But we did lose another one yesterday, or at least heard the news of it. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the show, we don't really go overboard when celebrities die we don't you know we're not the meme guys we don't oh my god how are we gonna do this and geez 2017 just taking stars like we're not those people right i just i find it to be a little absurd how people go overboard about celebrity death but aaron moran 
And if I just said that name to Who? you, right, that's exactly what? what would happen. That's exactly what would happen. You mean that guy I went to high school with, right. Aaron Moran? Right. No. Oh. It was Joni. Oh. Joni. Oh. From the happy days there. Sunday, Monday, yeah. Happy, happy days. days. Everybody knows that show. But you didn't know Aaron Moran's name. You knew her as Joni. Yeah. She was kind of like one of those celebrities that you only knew her celebrity name. You didn't know her real name. There's a lot of those. I did. I mean, did she ever do anything else outside of the character of Joni? She's like a role. Like she was like one of those people you'd see. Like, oh my god, Joni's on Law and Order. Like, you know what I mean? She would like do like things like that. Yeah, I mean, dude. And honestly, at this point, like being on Law and Order is barely getting an acting credit anymore. Like everybody's it's not, been on that. Yeah, that's not really doing anything. If they bring you on just because it's like in a special episode featuring Joni, <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like that's not really you. Like yeah, I'm I'm an accomplished actress. No, no, no you're not. You're not, just on Law and Order. Not really. Exactly. So Scott Bayo Chachi had been on a radio show and they were interviewing him about it, and he says, "For me, you do drugs or drink, you're gonna die." I'm sorry if that's cold, but God gave you a brain, gave you the will to live and thrive, and you got to take care of yourself. Now, it should be pointed out, Aaron Moran, 56, was found unresponsive in her Indiana home on Saturday. It was no secret that she had a trouble past, but the autopsy ended up coming back and said that she likely died, excuse me, from complications of store, uh, stage four cancer. It's a pretty complicated thing there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to get, oh, that'll get you. There was no immediate evidence that her death was a result of abusing drugs. And apparently Bayo had then quickly tried to backtrack, noting that he wasn't actually aware of how Moran died. He says, I don't know if it was drugs that killed her, he said in the interview. I read one report that it might have been, and I hope what I hope. This is what he said. Ah, dude, you just keep talking sometimes, and you just keep saying the wrong thing. And it's like, dude, shut up. Don't hope anything. Regret. Say that you feel bad about yeah. something, dude. He's then since retract those statements. And... uh you know, he was insinuating that she had died from her drug-related problems, and she did have those issues for years. She was, I think, on one episode of or one season of Celebrity Rehab, I think. Okay, but I could be wrong about it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not too much of a stretch to you know say that people who have drinking problems and drug problems yeah, are. But you gotta on, wait until you know that, right? Or on a path to destruction, but because here's the thing. If she had died from that and he says this, I don't necessarily have a huge issue. I know it's not nice. It's not politically correct what he said. But you could also make the argument, man, when people are dying all over this country or over drugs, that if we continue to be like, well, let's hope she finds the peace after she dies, that we're not sending the message to drug users that we need to be sending. Um, and, I mean, I know it's not a direct result of, but did this cancer manifest itself because of her decades of drug oh, abuse? I, that I don't did know, this, yeah. Did this, was this a result of her drinking? Was I don't this, know. And, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to say that, well, like, well, if you're a smoker and you get lung cancer, you deserve it, but, like... Yeah, deserves a weird word, but you knew what you were doing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yes, lung cancer can happen from cigarettes. I don't know if you deserve it, but you're, you're, you have a better chance to get it. Ron Howard tweeted out and said such, which, by the way, it seems like a very weird way to wish people off Twitter. You know what I mean? He says such sad news. R.I.P. Aaron. I'll always choose to remember you on our show, making scenes better, getting laughs and lighting up TV screens. I'm not trying to jump on a dead body here. Yeah. All right. Because I know people are going to be like, you disrespectful jerk. 
But I'll be honest, my brother was like the biggest Happy Days fan ever. Yeah. Loved Happy Days. He was seven years older than me. And so, dude, we had to watch not only Happy Days when it was on, but like the days, like the reruns, like hours on end, he was watching Happy Days. Happy Days ran the syndication world for a while. It was like one of the first, like, I think, yeah, right? Dude, I, I mean, that's where, obviously, obviously, that's where I like watched Happy Days. But, dude, I can remember just watching countless episodes because, dude, you had 14 channels and, and Happy Days was always on. My brother was such a big Happy Days fan, he named one of his dogs Fonzie. Like, we had a dog named Fonzie. Because he just couldn't, I mean, he loved that show. But I always kind of thought, I was like, and I'll do this a lot with TV shows. I always watched Happy Days and wondered why his sister wasn't hotter. Like, I know that sounds terrible. But I would watch, I was like, dude, why is Joni all the rage? She's not even cute. I don't know. They were a, kind of an ugly family. Yeah, they were. Right? I mean, you put them all, all of them together. And yeah, was, Ron Howard's not good looking either. No, the dad was kind of hit, and the mom had seen better days. The older brother was only around for two episodes, but still. The mom probably could have gotten it. I might have given it to the mom. But I never, I really, I always, I was like, I don't understand why she's on TV. I just didn't get it. Henry Winkler, again, Fonzie, tweeted out, Oh, Aaron. Now you will finally have the peace you wanted so badly here on Earth. Rest in serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Rest in it serenely now. Oh, serenely. Too soon. Uh, okay. Now, they, were, they knew her. They were close with her. Yeah. But Ron Howard has directed and produced 6,000 films since Happy Days. Where was Aaron Moran making your scenes better? Where was, she light, where was she lighting up screens in your movies, Ron Howard? Where was that? You big, fat liar. If she was that good, you would have put her in stuff. But she didn't, because she didn't think she was very good. And I don't, I, I don't understand this, like, this thing, like Henry Winkler, like these things that people say when people die. Oh, now you have the peace. No, they don't. You're dead. Now you have the peace you wanted here on Earth. Well, some people think that in the in the afterlife, that's where you're really going to get that peace, you know, when you, when you go home to the Lord. We're all just bouncing around up there like the blue Obi Wan. Like what that's they, what's happening. What they say. It's what they say. Um, I uh, I can't believe she was only 56. I just feel like Happy Days was so long ago, and I guess because it was a timepiece. Yeah, know what was, I mean, like yeah, it was in the 70s, but it was from the 50s. Right. So maybe that's why I feel like it's even older. That's why. Yeah. But it, it just, I mean, she, she it, to me, it seemed like you would have been 76 instead of 56. Yeah, it's because it's a timepiece. That is why. Another one of these things that may be happening soon, and we're getting conflicting reports on this, because what I'm reading at Variety from yesterday says that Elton John had to cancel some Vegas performances because he got some rare like bacterial infection from Chile. From Chile, the country, or Chile eating chili? No, the, he, he was traveling. Okay. <laughs> he was traveling was Chile. Say, dude, Elton John just smashing out a bowl of chili, getting sick from it. And there's, I, I don't want to name them, but there's a radio station that's owned by this company that tweeted out, it's not us, it's not this building, that tweeted out this morning that he's deathly ill. And it's a news station, too. It's not like it's one of the, like... You know, celebrity-driven like stations. This is like a legit news station. So I don't know what the story with Elton John is. I don't know if he's dying. I don't know if he's going to be okay. Because I'm reading here, again, from Variety. Now, this was yesterday. 
And, you know, when health things, things can turn fast. So I don't know. But it says here they expect him to make a full recovery. Uh, recovery sorry. And he's going to perform his show in Twickenham, England, on June the 3rd. So if he's deathly ill, my guess is in a month he's not going to be on a stage, you know, playing Crocodile Rock. No, I would assume I would assume that's a safe assumption. But I, like I said, I mean, this is a legit news site that's kind of running this story. But really what this all boils down to, and it's the problem with the media nowadays, and I don't want to go off against our own company here, but like that is an example of, well, you got to go read the article. You've got the headline here, Elton John, deathly ill, and then you go in and blah, 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 make a full recovery. It's like, it's obviously a deceptive headline there if that's what they're doing. If 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 they're getting you to click on it because you think Elton John's about to die. That's not right. No, especially as a news outlet. If you're, like I said, if you That's if you're, TMZ that does that. And even though that's kind of like a news organization. If you're now. a boner and bong rips morning show, then like, okay, it's still crappy, but. It's not the right thing to do. No. I wouldn't do that. I hope Elton John doesn't die. I wouldn't like be sad, but guy's got a lot of hits. Again, everything Elton John is going to do that I want, he's already done. So I don't necessarily, I, I, I sound so heartless to say I don't care. It's because when you say that, people think like you got pom poms in your hands, like you're rooting. Die, 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 die. That's not what it is at all. I'm not rooting for it. But I will say, I saw him in Youngstown, what was it, a like year and a half ago? Oh, yeah. And he was amazing. I mean, they were great that night. His band was so good that night. They were tight. When I was uh, putting together songs for this, I'm looking, looking, looking. Dude, there are 7,000 Elton John smash hits, dude. Just hit after hit after hit after hit. The you know, you should probably hate Elton John because he didn't write all of it. Bernie Taupin wrote some of it. So you're not allowed to like him because he didn't write it. It's Tuesday. I got to get I gotta get my I'll new get it out early. I got to get my new turn Tuesday bitching in early. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. He's a sir. I don't know what that means, but like, he's been knighted apparently, and like, it would be something if he died. I would, yeah. I would be a little bummed because he is so good. Just countless hits, dude. I mean, it's, I mean, think about it. That's a gay man that was in a, like a Donald Duck costume and got the entire world singing his songs. He was one of those dudes back in the day that nobody thought was gay, right? They covered that on that '70s show. They were like, you know, I mean, remember when that '70s show came out? They were talking about that. They're like, uh, no, he's not gay. It was like, yeah, he was pretty good. Is pretty good. He didn't die. No. Still, still standing. He didn't die. He's still standing. Elton John is. I'm hearing that uh, that apparently Joni had accused Chachi of sexual abuse when she was on Happy Days. I didn't know that, so maybe there was uh, uh, some uh, some underlying resentment there from Chachi's uh, from Chachi's part. There. Chachi's Chachi there. I still maintain. Uh, I still maintain, Ron Howard, that if she was that great, if she was lighting up screens and making scenes better, you might have found a way to put her in backdraft, but you didn't. There's some movement happening with the uh, Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll get you filled in on that next on the Sandsbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just minutes away now from getting you hooked up with $8,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. Your next keyword happens 710. Before we get there, there's some movement happening today with the Hall of Fame Village and the like. Johnson Controls putting $600 million into the sports and entertainment complex. It's a lot of money, dude. It's a 
lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money for a company that doesn't come like off like top of mind for something. Right, right, right. This isn't, it's not even like really. It's a, not like Coca-Cola. Right, it's not like Pepsi like or like Gatorade. And that would make sense because they want right. to sell you Gatorade. Right. But no, Johnson's Control, dude, they're doing big things, man. Hats off to them. We have a little audio here from a news source. Let's uh, run that down. The markings on this field represents just a small portion of a major project that will impact the Canton community and the entire region. If the markings on the field don't have the same job, I hope they get the game ready. I hope they get the field oh, ready. Oh, I was shut like, up. I was like, what are you doing? What? Shut, why are you stopping that to say? But yeah, up. I forgot about the Hall of Fame game last yeah. week, last year. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cleveland Browns. Jeez. Select Corey Coleman. The countdown continues to draft day, kicking off this week in Philadelphia. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. But in a couple of years, it could be here at the Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame. Even if you're not a football fan, when you come here, you will become one. Beth and Greg Culver are big fans of the game, making a trip from Tennessee to the Hall of Fame wow. with plans to do it again. We're planning on coming back to see the improvements. A $600 million development plan, to be exact, broken up into nine parts that will make up the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village, what officials are calling a smart city sports and entertainment complex. This could be a place 365 days a year where an aspiring athlete or an athlete or a former athlete or a fan can come. Bringing the NFL draft here could really happen. Just take a look at what's to come. A construction site at the new stadium that even has its own live stream online to show the progress yeah, of major awesome. renovations to its field. But it's also about what's surrounding the Hall of Fame to make it more of a destination, offering what President David Baker calls Disney-like qualities. It will entertain, it will educate, it will captivate, and hopefully they'll take a value home with them like teamwork or perseverance or commitment. And officials have talked about the area becoming a smart city, but what exactly does that look like? Every building will be technologically proficient, uh, and, and we want it to be an immersive experience where you're not going to see the technology, but you're going to really feel it. As more dirt gets moved around here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you will see some signs of change. Green turf popping up and new fields for the local youth and right here in the community making a big impact. Reporting here from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Amani Abraham, Channel 3 News. So I know somebody kind of close to the company who's kind of like redoing all of this right. stuff, right? And I've been told over like the last year that the that the goal of this whole thing was to move the draft and the combine here. And, uh, you know, she was like, you know, nobody's made announcements on this yet, but this is kind of the plan. This is what we want to do with this. And I was like, okay, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm starting to worry that that may not happen. And I don't know this. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to speculate a little bit, but I worry with the NFL moving to franchises to Los Angeles, two new stadiums are eventually going to be built in Los Angeles. From what I understand, I worry that the NFL is going to be like, you know what? Let's make this an LA thing. Uh, the only thing I'll say about that is hopefully uh, I worry about, not, I don't know that I, I, I by no stretch think that it's permanently going to be in Canton. I don't even, I don't, I don't even think there's many people that are, that are really thinking it that. almost would be a little crazy for the NFL to keep it stationary. But if they're going, you're right. If they're going to, you know, traveling road show it, if they're going to have it out there and, and going from town to town, I think for the, you know, for the, for the hundred year anniversary, Canton could play that card, right? Because at that 
point, the NFL is obviously going to make it a lot about heritage. It's going to make it a lot about our past. And how does that affect our future? Right. I think it could be like, hey, you know, it's, I think it's 2020. 2020, we're doing it in Canton, Ohio. 2021, we're looking to the future. LA, here we come, baby. That makes all the sense in the world. I, obviously, that's that's a lot of like, hey, uh, hey, Goodell, why don't you go ahead and do this for us? But it makes sense to me. Now, part of the reason I think LA is a good would be a good fit for them, A, it's you know one of the biggest media markets in the country. It's huge, but they also have the space and they have the hotel space. But we're now groundbreaking today at 11 a.m. on the new, you know, a Hall of Fame hotel that's going to be over there, which is going to be awesome. And so, like, we'll have the space now. But I, but once they put two teams in LA, I was like, oh, that yeah. might be the death nail for us getting this kind of stuff. Like I said, luckily, I don't think that I think that there's there's going to be wiggle room when it comes to if if we travel it, if we if we make it go different places, and hopefully the concept of your career starts in Canton, your career ends in Canton. That hopefully will be enough and on the hundred year anniversary to kind of give it the nod. You would think so. You think. You would think so. Still, I mean, my guess is that Johnson Controls knows something, and that's why they were willing to spend six hundred million dollars. I've uh, I've said this numerous times before, and I'll continue to say it whenever we talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It boggles my mind people who have not been to that to that you know. It's crazy. And if you live in Stark County and you've never been there, you should honestly go. And if you live in Stark County and you haven't been there in a while, you should honestly go, dude. It really will be the backbone of our economic future as a county. And Has like, been. And, and and yes, and and and, we'll, and only the importance of that will only continue to grow so like it'd be awesome to see us support what supports us and no matter where you live we're not knocking you all right because no matter where you live you deal with this when i lived in oregon they had one of like the seven wonders of the world there and and i would and we lived about an hour away from it and it's i always forget the damn name of it um but it was like a volcano and then now it's just like it's been filled in with water and it's it's amazing and if you hike up to the top of it and you look at it it's beautiful but it's we lived about an hour away from it and i would talk to people there and they're like yeah i've never been like what you live an hour away from that and you're not going to go it's the same thing like do the the rock and roll hall of fame deals with right. this with you know with local clevelanders too it's like why are you not going to this stuff people in new york city who have never seen the statue of liberty live there their entire live there their entire lives but to them it's just touristy it's like oh well dude i'm a real new yorker and it's like well dude i mean uh, this is what makes your city what it is again new york's going to be a little different there it's a similar but you know if if people stop go if new yorkers stop going to see the statue Liberty, New York's got plenty of stuff going on to where they're going to be able to withstand that. This is kind of one of like not one of this is the staple of this area, and like you you gotta go. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, dude. If you're young and you live in Canton right now, go fill out an application. There's a good place to work. Limitless opportunity at that. Lots place. of jobs are going to be coming up uh, down the street there. You're absolutely right about that. So I did not know what a beauty blunder was before I came to work today, and I wish I still didn't know. We'll get into that after giving you your $1,000 right now. Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show and Rock 106.9. We have Ron White tickets. Around 745, we'll get you hooked up with those. He's playing the uh, Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there July 28th, and we'll get you into that. Still to come also, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, new DNCE featuring Nicki Minaj. New Jason Aldean and new Adelita's Way. Ready for War is the name of that Adelita's Way song. They're all right. They've had a couple of songs that I've liked. I understand why radio rock stations will, like, you know, play them. I get it. Very much in the Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin vein. Pretty much the same lane there. 
There's actually a new music documentary coming out called Hired Gun that I want to see. And it's all about like bands that are like really famous and you know like like the two dudes from or maybe the lead singer from, but like you can swap out a guitar player here or there. You might not know. And it's all about those dudes who have been like journeymen and in, in like rock bands and have like, you know, been like a, a revolving door. And I bet that's actually a very interesting documentary. Probably a decent way to make a life. I mean, honestly, like obviously, you know, you get some of the perks of being a rock star. You probably get to avoid some of the downfalls of it. That's my thing is that if you're, if you're a hired gun, like Kiss has done this a bunch of times, they're going to be in this documentary. And they've hired like guitar players, like when guys get sick or whatever. And yeah, you get paid a ton of money to like play like 20 shows on the tour. But when the bus rolls out of the venue, nobody cares about you. Right. So like if you're in that town for two days, you can go out on the street and explore and do things and nobody bothers you. Hey, let's be real. Nobody knows who the guitar player for, you know, three doors down is. But if if you could be the guitar player for three doors down and not even really have to be the guitar player for three doors down, seems like a winner. Dude. Seems like a good idea to me. Yeah, I, uh, I know that that band that's kind of popular now, Ghost, is going through some sort of like oh well the the ghost guitar players and stuff they're revolting against the band and it's like dude you guys are all up in there on makeup nobody and i mean nobody knows who you are you literally could not matter less not only that but they make the most boring music on the face of the planet it's goth for like college chicks it's Dude, Ghost is awful. All the songs are interchangeable. All the musicians are interchangeable. Everything about that band is interchangeable. People yeah. are like, oh my God, I can't believe what they're doing to the bass player from Ghost. That whole thing what? got off the ground because people went, oh my God, Chino from Deftones. That's why that whole thing got off the ground. But it's terrible. Just listen to the Deftones. They're a good band. They're a great band. You don't need Ghost. Ghost sucks. So when I showed up to work this morning, I didn't know this piece of information about females. I didn't know what a beauty blender was, okay? And apparently what this is is, like, when women put foundation on their face, this is what, like, they used to, like, blend it into their face. Yeah, it's not exactly a brush. It's like a... a sponge. Um, like a sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good description of it. It's a sponge, essentially. And um, and they call it something else so they can charge girls $45 for them instead of, like, a $2, like, dollar store sponge. And makeup has... I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a grossly overpriced thing. But, oh, God, yeah. But makeup has really stepped it up recently. I feel like there's a lot more products and things that are available to chicks nowadays that weren't necessarily, you know, maybe just not as popular back in the day. So there's a 20-year-old... Um, no, I'm sorry. She's 18. Her boyfriend's 20. All right. Joanna Hines, 18-year-old from Central Florida, of course, a Florida file story here for you, has gone viral over her beauty blender. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. Apparently, the couple were hanging out together, and her boyfriend, Damon, gets out of the shower. And... You know, sometimes you'll just terrorize your girlfriend for no reason just because it's fun. You're just trying to get a laugh. And like sometimes, dude, we're just we just want to do, I don't know, weird, awful stuff to you because it's fun. You know what I mean? And he was trying to make her laugh and was using his, well, balls to do it. He's out of the shower. They're all wet. And he was using his, I'm reading here, his wet balls to make her laugh. Okay. That's the way BuzzFeed wrote it. She says here, he's always messing with me. So he started to put his his balls on my head there. So she makes a joke about using them as her beauty blender. 
And then they both think it's hilarious because, well, one of them's 18, the other one's 20, so of course they think it's funny. And then they made a video of her blending in her makeup with his, with his, well, with, with the sack there. Now, she uploaded this to her. This is a social media thing I don't have yet. Finsta? I don't know what that is either. I don't know what that is. I don't have Finsta. Is it like a video? It video must thing? be. Yeah, it must be like like Vine on steroids, maybe. She says, when it got a good response, then I decided to share it to Twitter. Since being posted yesterday, the, twi- uh, the tweet has been retweeted over 20,000 times. And sure enough, like I'm watching it right now. She grabs them, takes them, and rubs foundation into her forehead with the ball set. Like, essentially, dude, she's, this is what, teabagging? Yeah, yeah. All of these terms make me very nervous. Yeah. I don't don't like any of them. Um, I guess teabagging with a purpose is, is what you could call it. Um, I'm not huge on handling of said area, like, and I don't, dude. I mean, with like, what do you mean? well, like, I'm not, I'm not like, yo, you have to pay a lot of attention to them. That's not where I want you okay. paying attention. Okay, like, all right. I'm, I'm not. That's not my. That's not my bag. Um, jeez, back that one up, Phantom. Jeez, got to think about dude, what you say before you say it. Just so you know, that is your bag. The dump button is right there too. Just so you know, just be be there for each other, okay? Um, but I'm I, not holding your bag. I mean, I mean. You got to think like she's rubbing makeup into them and then she's rubbing them on your well, forehead. I don't actually. Now, the video I've seen doesn't show her rub makeup into those. But oh, like, okay. she's got like a like a, a dollop of it on her forehead and he like walks up to her. She grabs them and massages them. Jesus. Like how I'm giving you the visual. Yeah. Phantom, oh, yeah. Like oh, how yeah. I'm giving it to you. And it like rubs them over her forehead as to spread the makeup. God. Across the forehead. I had no idea what a beauty blender was before I came to work, and honestly, I wish I wouldn't have come to work today. And I'm willing to bet there's a lot of you in the car right now that wish I didn't come to work today. <laughs> that is terrible. What would make somebody do that? Um, the allure of internet fame, a viral video. And let's be real, it's, it's not terrible. You ain't making money off of this. It's not like you're going to get rich off of this. Like 10 years from now, you're going to look back at this and be like, God damn, were we dumb. Apparently, there are famous makeup artists. Yeah, and, yeah I guess, yeah. you know, actually, I know a girl who's a, a, a pretty famous makeup artist. She's actually Lady Gaga's makeup artist. But Manny Moi apparently is like a famous makeup artist and he tweeted at her oh my god i'm screaming yeah i'm sure manny wah has never used balls to, to apply makeup yeah, i'm I, sure manny. he's a grown man that says i'm effing screaming yeah he's definitely used balls as a, as a as a beauty blender come on brett men rock also tweeted at her and she's all happy about it she says, I don't know. This must be a good thing. This is the, must be the way 18-year-olds talk. My life is effing canceled. I don't know what that means. Does that mean, is she excited about the fact thing. that people are tweeting about it? Or is she worried because she's getting the wrong kind of attention? I don't know. I, I don't know how to decipher your young people's <laughs> lingo anymore. I don't have much sympathy if you think that's the wrong kind of attention. Like, why is everybody making such a big deal about me using balls as a makeup? I rub balls on my face and Come people on. are mad about it. And you posted a video of it. It's not like you just did it. You know, if you just do it, then fine, dude. Hey, whatever. Here's my thing. I mean, she's cute, this girl. 
Now, she is 18. My balls Which, that's another thing. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just over the borderline, young lady. Like, you're just over it. But, like, if you're going to rub balls on your... Like, dude, just do porn, right? I mean, how far away are from you... Like, if I saw my daughter doing that, to me, that's... You might as well... What's the difference between that and fellatio? Not much, really. Not when you're filming it and putting it out over the world to see. At that point, dude, just go work for Vivid and make a bunch of money. I don't get that at all. I don't understand it. I'm so... I, like I've said, I, it's not like when I was growing up, I didn't do stupid things. I did plenty... I'm going to do stupid things today. Of course. But, like... I am so thankful I didn't have Instagram and Finsta and Twitter and Facebook when I was a kid because all that stuff lives forever. Like, my idiot stuff lives forever in the lore of my buddies when we all get together now we haven't seen each other in five years and we tell the stories. But that's it. It ends right there. It's not like worldwide phenomenon stuff that's happening. I feel bad for younger people, man. I do. Because you're just making the mistakes that all 18-year-olds should be able to make, but we're all seeing it. Not that this is a mistake all 18-year-olds should make. But. Ugh. I liked my life better when I didn't know what a beauty blunder was. We have Ron White tickets. We'll get you hooked up next on the Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the program. We have Ron White tickets. We'll get you hooked up here in a few minutes. He's playing the uh, Hard Rock Roxino North Real Park there, July 28th. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Still to come, 9 o'clock, is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. New DNC featuring Nicki Minaj, new Jason Aldean, new Adelita Sway. All part of that. No local this week. Um, if you would like to submit your stuff, you can. Stansberrywrqk.com. Include a short bio on the band. Make sure the song's radio edited. I'm not doing legwork to make you famous. Learn that one the hard way. I hear that the Canton Health Department is collecting more information on the on deaths in a certain neighborhood to determine if there's a cancer cluster in the George View Estates neighborhood. This is uh, all about Republic Steel. And including uh, one of the residents, Suzette Smith there, she says too many people at one particular time or another have died from cancer. She moved into Georgeview Estates near the steel plant back in 2010. She lost her husband to lung cancer, and she says he was not a smoker. Now, you can get lung cancer without being a smoker, but, you know, it's easier to get if you smoke cigarettes. Yeah, and I mean, I know secondhand smoke's a part of that, but sometimes people just get lung cancer. Yeah. It's not it's not necessarily, a, you know, because of anything. No, cancer's kind of one of those things that just kind of happens sometimes. According to Smith, her husband is uh, maybe a casualty of the lead and dust from the plant. And then she started pointing out at other homes and said, this lady over here, she died from cancer. And right over here, this house, a guy died from cancer over there. Now, again, cancer takes hundreds of thousands of people. So, like, it could be coincidental or maybe not. Yeah, obviously some more investigation has to happen here. And and, and you're right. I mean, we're better at finding cancer now. We're better at, you know, diagnosing it. Therefore, of course, there's going to be more people who have died of cancer where, you know, 100 years ago, people didn't know. Dozens uh, have complained about the increasing amount of dust covering their homes, and I would too if my house was just covered in dust. I'd be like, what the hell's going on? There's got to be a way to maybe prevent some of this or at least reduce it. 
And uh, the Canton Health Commissioner, Jim Adams, told uh, News Channel 5 his department is collecting data for a cancer assessment in the neighborhood. He says uh, here we will use the information from that to identify the type of cancer and the, the time from of those deaths to see if there's an association between the two, he said. Adams added that the cancer is common, affecting nearly one in three people. Uh, we are, or we were told that as many as 20 people passed from cancer, uh, News 5 asked, I, I believe, from the neighborhood. Um, he says here, I don't think that's true. We did have a list provided to us of about 20 deaths. They were not all cancer, but we are still looking through that and to see if there's a pattern Adams had answered. He said the assessment will take at least two to three more weeks as for the entire health department investigation. He said his department will continue to update the public. And I'm sure they're going to want to know that as uh, if you lived in that area, you're going to be very concerned about that. Now, this is the same neighborhood that we talked about. A month ago, probably yeah. that 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 that's right by that Republic Steel. Um, and obviously the the testing from that last story came out on the side of Republic Steel, so I can't necessarily just be like, well, no, it's got to be the bill, it's got to be it, it's got to be it. But it does seem to be a little bit of when there's smoke, there's fire, and it just seems like more and more smoke's adding up. I mean, yeah, something's going on. I don't know what it is, but I, I but I'm happy that the health department's going to look into it. I would hate for that, you know, people to be complaining about this and it to. Fall on deaf ears that would be you know the worst thing yeah i'm just i guess my level of concern there is the same where it's like uh, of course that they're going to find results of like nope not republic seals fault nope not republic seals fault and i you know i I guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah i'm interested to see how that does shake out i'm reading this too which i thought was interesting apparently joe banner um was working with the browns organization yeah and he was a former CEO, Joe Banner, said that Manziel was not even on the team's draft board early in February that year. And he was talking to Albert Breer, and he said he was fired on February 11, 2014. Manziel was not even on the draft board. He says, to be completely candid, at that point, he wasn't on the board. Our attitude at that point was we weren't comfortable with the risks that came with Johnny, and we weren't going to pick him. So from February 11th to May 8th, Manziel went from being off the board to being selected 22nd pick overall. He says here it wasn't just the partying that had us worried. He says, we didn't think Manziel was a very good quarterback. He was beyond shocked when Manziel got the pick. Now, you got to remember, he was fired, so was Michael Lombardi, um, who has come out and said many times that he didn't want Manziel and that he didn't think Manziel could play in the league. And... Lombardi gets a takes a beating from Browns fans because of one or two picks he made. But when you listen to that guy on TV, he knows what the hell he's talking about. And he is one of the people that, again, Bill Belichick leans on to evaluate talent. I'm going to trust Bill Belichick over Browns Twitter on who's right. Safe assumption. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's I'm going, I'm going with five rings. More, actually, when you go all the way back to the Giants because he was like the orchestrator of that defense. I'm going with championship pedigree over hashtag dog pound spelled incorrectly. I'm going I'm going I'm going with Belichick. He believes strongly in Michael Lombardi, and every time I see the guy on TV, I'm like, oh my god, I wish you were still the GM. Because Farmer was then promoted and then selected Manzel. You know why? Because the owner wanted Manzel. And when you read through this, it starts to it starts to show you what's really going on. Lombardi and Banner didn't want him. The owner did. And so the owner got rid of the guys who were pushing back, saying, no, the kid can't play, promoted Ray Farmer, the yes man, 
so they could take Manziel without there being controversy in the building. Manziel didn't pan out. Farmer's since been released. Jesus. You know, it's a mess. I, I, the draft's on Thursday. This whole thing's a mess. Obviously, as you know, you look back on it, you can you can definitely see where the mistakes were made. Um, but I'm not gonna hold the Johnny Manziel pick against them too hardly. Like I, I get it that it was a whiff and it didn't work out, but a vast majority of draft picks are a whiff. Sixty. And they don't percent. they don't work out. It's not like they picked him at number one and were like, dude, this is our guy. No, at twenty two it's not egregious. At twenty two, they knew they were rolling the dice when they did. It, but I was okay with that roll of the dice, and at this point, even though it didn't work out, I'm still okay with it because at least you gave it a shot. At least you said, hey, we're throwing our chips out on the table, and we're living with the consequences. I can respect that. I can. Yeah, I mean, when they took him at 22, I didn't hate it because I was like, all right, if you get the upside on him could be huge. So if you get that upside at 22, it was a bargain. But to me, it speaks to the dysfunction of the organization. You had two guys in that building who kind of knew what they were doing, smart NFL execs, and they didn't want to take the kid, so you threw him out of the building and promoted a yes man who would take the kid. And that owner's still the same. Haslam's still there. So is that going to happen now? Are we going to end up with Mitch Trubisky because he wants the Mentor connection versus like what we want? Or what we should do? Is this going to happen again on Thursday is my question? A um, bunch of rumors going around right now that the 49ers want Mitch Trubisky. Good. Good. Here's the thing. The kid might end up being great. I don't know. But I here's what I do know. He started eight games, couldn't win the job the year before, and he doesn't play. And he didn't come from like a football factory. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, in the same conference that Russell Wilson played in, his numbers are better all the way up and down the board than Russell Wilson's were when he was a bargain and think third round. So, and nobody's talking about Watson right now. And apparently because his Wonderlick test wasn't great. The, the 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 moving of the pieces and parts on a draft board, now obviously a part of it's smokescreen, but uh, the moving pieces and parts of it are just so like, dude, nobody's even played football. How is How are these people like, oh, they're, they're plummeting and they're dry, their stock's rising? And it's just like, dude, these guys haven't played football. How, how do you... At all. At all. Wonderlike scores. Okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently Deshaun Kaiser matched Peyton Manning and like Watson had like one of the worst Wonderlicks ever. I don't know if that stuff matters. It shouldn't be the only thing that matters. Is it a part of the equation? Yes, but it can't be the only thing. If you if you think, oh, dude, that guy's going to be no good because Wonderlick tests, or oh, that dude's going to be no good because Warren Sapp sets, or oh, that dude's going to be no good, it, it, there's a million different factors that are going to go into it. you got to evaluate all of them. I have no idea if Deshaun Watson will be a good NFL quarterback, but here's what I know. In college, under the big lights, when big games came up, when it was time to play Ohio State, he bared down, won the game. When it was time to play Alabama, bared down, won the game. And again, that Alabama game, he won that game. Went down the field, through the pass to win. I, I mean, I, I, Mitch Trubisky, eight games at North Carolina? If we were talking about a point, about, about a point guard for the NBA, I would take a look at North Carolina. Although... There's a thousand quarterbacks in the league that played nowhere. And, dude, there's a thousand quarterbacks who were winners in college. Winners. Who busted. Who busted. That's true. That's true. I'm being told Mitch played in the same conference that Watson played in. Yes, he did. 
but at a program that doesn't matter. Clemson matters. It does. Especially now, after what Watson did do it. North Carolina don't matter. You going to watch North Carolina games next year? Who's their quarterback going into next year? You don't know. I, I, I'm not knocking Mitch. He might be great. All I'm saying is, I just, I don't get it. Johnny Manziel. Jesus. Yeah, I think it, dude Haslam might be the problem, man. It might be. You throw Michael Lombardi and Joe Banner out so you can get your yes man Ray Farmer in there. Look how that turned out. That's frustrating, dude. The owner's the problem. Ain't yeah. nothing you can do about that. Nothing you can do about Can't that. Can't fire that, dude. No, they're billionaires, and they're all, like, weird. It's not a good place to be as a, as a pro sports franchise. Yeah, we'll see what happens on Thursday. Dude, I heard a story about the Big Show, and again, I can't believe I'm going to talk wrestling. Yes. yes. I can't believe it, but I heard a story about the Big Show yesterday that can't be ignored. We'll examine that next on the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000. We'll get you hooked up here with Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay just a few minutes. We'll give you a keyword. You text in. You win money. You can send it back to us if you want. I doubt you will, but we'll you could. <laughs> you could. We'll take it for sure. I don't know if the company will tell you that, but you were allowed to send it back to your favorite morning show if you want. You won't. Bunch of jerks. And if I want $1,000, I'm not going door to door to hand it out to you either. Not at all. That, that's that's fair. That's fair. If you're newer to the program, I don't understand the professional wrestling. The big time wrestling, as my father used to call it. I don't, under, I don't understand it. I gave up on this pretty much right after Big John Stud. I was like, all right, I'm done. That's enough of that. <laughs> that's enough of that. Now, Fantone, on the other hand. Huge wrestling fan. Uh, a, a, an enormous wrestling fan. I was at Ohio Championship Wrestling over the weekend. The Akron Beacon Journal was there, and one of the reporters was doing a story on it and was like, well, just tell me why you like wrestling so much. And I tried to explain it like this, is that you have to look at wrestling on the big-time level, WWE level. It's not so much a competition. It's not. It doesn't, it doesn't even pretend to be anymore. They acknowledge that this is fake competition. It's a live television show about a fighting federation. And when you look through it from that prism, I feel like it becomes more much more impressive it becomes much more like uh, 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 legit it seems it seems more okay i'll grant you all that but i don't want entertainment that i have to justify away well, I mean, but if, if you're looking at it from any other sense, any other television show is just a show about what it is. I don't, I mean, your Little Dragon show is just a show about Little Dragons, right? Except it's one of the most popular television shows in the history of television. Well, I mean, wrestling's been around for quite a while, doing pretty well. I mean, yes, I just, again, let's take a look at the audiences. <laughs> and, I, and I bet that the Little Dragon show, I, I'm, I bet I'd be more proud to be in that group versus the WWE group. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seeing how it is, like, every, like, actor and, you know what I mean? Like, it was serious people are into the Now, granted, there's a bunch of nerds walking around with swords on their belt, too. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> so dude, you got dragon shirts there you that you're, you're defending. You like, know what I mean? But I, I'm, not, I'm not in on that. <laughs> So, not, so it doesn't necessarily. I mean, I'm not necessarily in on the entire audience of wrestling. I mean, Leo. okay, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to own them all. But apparently, the Big Show was on a podcast the other day, and they were getting into some um, well interesting territory on the Big Show. World's largest athlete, right there. Is that actually true, or is at that just something po- they at say? At one point, he was. He's lost a ton of weight. I think over 200 pounds now. But at one point, he was like, I think, seven foot three, 500 pounds. I interviewed him in person once on another radio station, and he was massive. Like, sitting next to it. Like, I thought he was going to break the chair. 
So much so that he ended up standing up through a lot of it. Well, uh, 500 pounds. <laughs> That'll do it. I mean, he was huge. Somewhere there's a picture of he and I standing next to one another. I was pretty big back then. Bigger than I am now. And, uh, and honestly, I looked like a little person. But apparently he was talking about how he had crapped his pants during an event. He said it happened in South Africa when I was wrestling Brock Lesnar, of all people. He said the food was bad. And he, uh, he had said Lesnar hit him with two German suplexes and a belly-to-belly suplex. What is a German suplex? Uh, that's when you're behind the guy and you toss him over. Belly-to-belly is when you're both standing next to each other up and down. Okay. All right. They sound, they sound a lot alike to me. But apparently he got slammed to the mat and then splat. I guess Brock started laughing and he asked him, Did you just poop yourself? Says, can I get an F5 and get the hell out of here? What's an F5? It's like Brock Lesnar's finishing move. Oh, so he was asking, like, let's wrap let's this go, up. Let's go, dude. Come on. You it, see the clock, wrap the damn thing up. And if you ever crapped your pants, that's what you want. You want to get out of that situation of as fast as humanly possible. Of course. Dude. I have done this as an adult. Pooping your pants? Yes. Shamefully, I have done this. And now, if you're in the ring and, like he said, you have, like, food poisoning or something, a lot of action, I can see how, like, a little squirt out might happen. And, you know, this happened to football players and stuff. How did this happen to you? All right. So, like, this was year, I was, like, 22. Right? Okay. And me and my buddy were downtown in the flats. We were drinking. Okay. And we had went to some crappy bar that's no longer there now um, to eat dinner. And he claimed it was, like, so good. And we ate or whatever. And we leave. And I wasn't feeling great. And I went to go relieve some of the pressure. You know what I mean? And, like, let a little, let a little of the gas out. A little bit. And I gambled and lost. And, like, we were in his car, too. And I was like... And we at this point, I still lived in Aurora, and we're in the flats, right? And I was like, "Man, we gotta we gotta head back home." And my buddy selfishly was like, "I don't know, man. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? Let's yeah. just continue." And like, he wanted to like go out the rest of the night. And this was like before Uber; like, you couldn't just like Uber home, which I wouldn't do that to Uber either. Like, that would be rude. But he tried to convince me to like go out and like. Chase chicks home. Not gonna work. So Not what'd you, gonna work. What'd you end up doing? And I even said to her, I was like, dude, what happens if this? Like, let's say nobody notices, and like we get through, and like we meet somebody, we go home. What do I do then? Well, the best you could have done there is go into a bar, go commando for the rest of the night, because I am going to assume that it wasn't like poop everywhere. It was probably, you know, drop the drawers, leave them behind, and you might have walked away. Okay, right? Finally, I convinced them to take me home. I just went home, and I was like, this night is officially over. I'm out on this. You can check out that entire interview with The Big Show. It's online for you, WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section. Let's get you hooked up with $1,000 right now. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can check out the video of the big show talking about how he crapped his pants live in a match against Brock Lesnar. It's terrible. I mean, it happens to athletes. I, I I looked up athletes who have crapped themselves, and there's plenty of dudes out there who've uh, who've dookied out a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Football players all the time. Cause you got to think, dude. You're out there. You know, you're getting smacked around, hit all the time. All right, I will say this: that one time when my brother and I were messing around as kids, like we were, uh, and my brother's seven years older than I am. And it's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, David! 
But uh, we were we were like screwing around as kids one day, and we're like we were jumping up and down on my parents' bed, and he hit me. And again, he's seven years older than I am, and he hit me so hard in the chest that I ran to the bathroom and I peed. Like, I, like he like, <laughs> like and I, I I didn't make it all the way there before it started. Like my brother hit me hard enough to where he rattled pee out of me. That hurt. I didn't like that. Tony Stewart from NASCAR on the crapped himself list. Okay, well, here's the thing about that, though. Is, like, you're in the car. You can't, in, like, lap 300, be like, you know what? I need to do, you know what I mean? They're going to pull over to the side of the road and do, like, you can't do that. We're, like, in a football game. It's like, dude, you don't play offense and defense. There's time, right? Professional surfer Kelly Slater crapped himself during the middle of an event. Um, uh, MMAer Humberto Brown crapped himself. Oh, really? Crapped himself in the middle of a, an event. Robbie Toback from the Seahawks crapped himself in the middle of a game. So, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to be in this position, but the Big Show doesn't have to feel that bad about himself. Plenty of people done. Dude, this. Jeremy's tweeting and it says Al Roker. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. crapped himself at the yeah, White yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why totally do I not remember, remember that story? Uh, Kevin Long dumped it out. I mean, dude, there's. there's <laughs> There's uh, George Dude. George Brett crapped himself in the game, so this isn't this isn't an uncommon thing. All right, here's what I we're gonna we're gonna do this tomorrow, not now, because I want to put thought into this. I want the Mount Rushmore of Chardon. <laughs> <laughs> I want we we did the Mount Rushmore, we did like the mustache one, and so we'll we'll do we'll put some effort into this, and we'll give you the we'll give you the the top four tomorrow on the program. Dear God, if we're allowed back in the building, <laughs> maybe not. There is a disturbing story coming out of Cleveland right now. And apparently, if, if this audio is to be believed, which I would assume it is, that, the, that this event actually took place two weeks ago. But there's, a, there's a, a young man that's about to enter the NFL draft that is now under suspicion for sexual assault in downtown Cleveland. We have a little audio from the news sources. We're going to uh, run those for you right now. We've had numerous, numerous conversations here at the station about the report you're about to see because there is a lot at stake. A young woman who says she was sexually assaulted, a young man who's about to start his career in the NFL, and a team who may be taking a huge risk on drafting a player who's under investigation right here in Cleveland. Jeez. Officers on scene, no callback. 23-year-old female conscious and breathing victim of a sexual assault. That is police radio traffic coming from the downtown Weston Hotel in Cleveland around 3 in the morning on Sunday, April 9th. The accused is a college football player who's expected to be taken in the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday. We are not naming the player because we are waiting for the police report. And we want to be very clear, he has not been charged with a crime at this point. But by phone, our investigative producer, Cassie Nist, has spoken to the player's attorney, Kevin Spellacy, who says, yes, his client is in the middle of this investigation, but says the accusations are ludicrous and ridiculous. In my opinion, this young lady is an opportunist, and uh, it's actually despicable. The player's attorney says it all started at the Barley House on West 6th, when a group left there to go to the Westin, for a hotel room party. That's where it always he goes says bad. His client was never alone with the alleged victim, and he has three witnesses who say he did nothing wrong. That doesn't matter. You can sexually assault somebody in front of somebody else. It happens all the time. That doesn't matter. That doesn't excuse that away. And dude, the hotel parties where it always goes bad. 
Like, I, dude, if athletes, people, humans, dude, don't. That's where it goes bad. Like, you gotta just don't put yourself in that situation. I'm not talking to the young lady. I'm talking about the guy, and well, both essentially, dude. The after hours party is where it always, always, always goes bad. Now they say this is about two weeks ago, and so I went and looked at Jason Lockenfor's Twitter, and he's like one of the guys who you know get you dialed in on like what's happening in the NFL. He's, you know, pretty in, you know, well, he, you know, he's tied in. He's a source, right? He's a very good source. And sorry, I was rubbing my eyes and trying to, you know, tell you that at the same time. Wake up, Stansberry. So Come on. I'm looking at his Twitter and given the timeline, he lists Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Quincy Wilson, and Takarist McKinley as who was in town. Two now, weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that 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 this player is one of those, but Joe Mixon being on the list after what he's been—if you don't know—he's the kid from Oklahoma, running back, who's honestly I will probably has first round talent. Not going to go first round because there was a video of him punching a woman at Oklahoma, and uh, there was a, a whole uproar about how he should have been like thrown out of Oklahoma. And yet, and and, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I found it weird that people are like, yeah, throw him out of Oklahoma, and then let's, you know, if he goes to another college, it's like, well, dude, if he's not allowed to play at Oklahoma, why right, is he allowed to play right, at college? Right. I never understand that logic. If you're going to allow him to play football, then just keep him in Oklahoma. What's the difference? Right. At that point, it's throw him out of Division One college well, football. football. NCAA, right. That's no, a punishment. You're no longer allowed to play athletics. That makes no sense to me. So I don't know if it was Joe Mixon, but him being on the list, that ain't great. When police arrived at the Weston Hotel, the player had already left. The attorney says he is willing to bring his client in to be interviewed by police, but not right away. He's made arrangements for the interview to be right after the draft. Like we said, there's a lot at stake. It's just days before the draft, and one of the top picks has his name on paperwork somewhere on a Cleveland detective's desk. That's not good. It's not good. I feel, I feel bad for the young lady. And uh, and again, I'm choosing to believe her at this point. I don't know who she is. I don't know what's going on yet. We don't know. We don't even know the player because he hasn't been charged yet. But I feel bad for her. And uh, and this athlete is, you know, if he's innocent, then I'll feel bad for him because that's. I mean, he's going to lose millions of dollars in the draft over stuff like this. This stuff like takes you from like where you were being picked and drops you way down. Um, sometimes maybe not even drafted. There are certain teams that have said, like, sexual assault, domestic violence, you're a no on our board. New England says that. Um, but when you look at who they've taken over the years and some of the problems they have, they like to say that, but they look the other way when they actually go to hire guys. You know, obviously, until, I guess, a crime, if someone has been charged with a crime, I don't know if CPD of Canton or of Cleveland Police Department necessarily... I mean, do they ha- do they have to say who's under investigation? No, right? No, I, not until you've been charged. Right. So at that point, they don't I, have to list you. I, I, I just wish there was more facts here. I wish there was more details. And and I don't want to say it's irresponsible of 19 Action News or whatever the hell this is to just throw this out here without a lot of fact in it. But it almost feels like, well, what are we even talking about this for if we can't know what we're talking about here? Uh, I think it's more responsible that they didn't list him before he's been charged. Like that to me sounds more like the news today. Where they they forget what the rules are, give you the kid's name, you know what you I know, mean? I mean, but the word allegedly clears all that up. You know what I'm saying? Ah, that's true too. The word the word allegedly or the word you know they're it, trying not to be sued. It just feels it just feels like what are we talking about if we don't know what we're talking about here? It's just a little like 
Yeah, yeah I frustrating. Mean, they they routinely put the the name of somebody in who's been accused of things, right? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, the in in, in the the crime report, there's names and there's people, and I, don't I know. hate to say it, but my money's on Mixon. Oh, yeah, I mean, not a far stretch that's there at all. Purely his track record, and again, his track record was violence, not necessarily sexual assault. But if you're willing to do one thing to a woman, are you willing not to do the other? Right. My guess is yes, you are. And I'm also going to say this: it's because I don't know who Quincy, you know, Quincy Wilson or Dalvin Cook really are, and I do know who Joe Mixon is, and I only know him because of what he did negatively. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you know, they keep talking about this like a first round pick. This is obviously a guy with a name, or at least they're implying that it's a guy with a name, and 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 neither of those dudes have a name like Mixon does. It seems like, well, uh, again, this was back when they were in town, but uh, La Confora had um, uh, Takaris McKinley going 33rd to the Browns. So, I don't know if that means, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to draw that line, but something is going on. If we get any more info before the end of the program, we will obviously pass it on to you. There's a disturbing trend, you know, speaking of sexual assault, there's a disturbing trend happening in sex. And guys, if you're doing this, you're going to end up in prison. You're going to end up with a ton of problems and it's all about you and making things better for you and you got to stop doing it. We'll fill you in next on the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.10, your next opportunity to win yourself $1,000 with Rock 106.9's Workday Double Pay. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. You win a bunch of money. Smart. Good move. I don't agree with everything this company does, but I did like that one. Smart one it is. I like that one. Put a comma in the prize. People want it. Yes. Absolutely true. I'm still waiting on my federal tax return, speaking of which. Yeah. Kind of want to get that. Haven't gotten it yet. No, have not. I want it. I need the money. I want to do something foolish. Send a text message in 910. You'll be fine. I don't think I'm allowed to win. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to win. I've been trying for so long. Yeah, I think your phone number is probably blocked. Son of a bitch. Sending all those D-picks like, yo, send me $1,000. I'm just going to send D-picks. I don't know if that'll help or hurt your your chances there when you text 200, 200. Dude, what a way to like... To like elicit money out of people, I'm just gonna send you D pics until you give me a thousand bucks. I'm just gonna keep sending them, keep sending them, keep sending them. Okay. Whenever no, I, whenever no, I get, no, no. whenever I get in a group message and I don't want to be a part of it, I'm like, yo, you guys need to get me off of this or D pics in three, two, one, <laughs> and people they'll they'll take you off the message. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, just just start sending them out, huh? Interesting. It's really a cure-all if you think about it. You got D-picks? a problem in life, D-Picks. Send one out. You'll be fine. I have, I have found sending out D-Picks has got me in some problems in my life. You've uh, you've got a you know problem with your wife going on? Send her a D-Pick. She'll appreciate that. Your boss is sweating you too much? Send him a D-Pick. He's going to be going to see who's the real man there. I'm not a D-Pick sender. Uh, I, I have done it. I'm not going to pretend like I haven't done it. I, there was one person in particularly where I couldn't like you know help myself. She asked, and no. I was like, yes, absolutely, I will do that. I would have done anything in the world for that person. But I uh, but it's not like now like. I had a woman ask me about two weeks ago, and I was like, nah, no, I'm not doing that. Like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the fact that you're in the public eye is certainly a part of that. And I just feel like at this point, man, obviously I've sent my fair share. But at this point, it's just like, dude, there's too much at risk here. There's too much, you know, too many good things happening where it's like, dude, what's the best that happens from a D-pick? I mean, here's the thing. In like three years, it won't matter. In three years, like your Twitter profile pic will be your penis. Oh yeah, like, like, like that's what's gonna happen. There's a little bit of 
comfort in the fact that like as this generation continues to get older, it's just going to be like eventually the president has sent out D picks. Has the president sent out defects? I don't yes. know. But, 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 yes. there, it's, it's just inevitable at this point. It's such a commonplace thing where, like, and let's eh. be honest, dude, Slick Willie sent out, like, like Polaroids. Sli- snail mail <laughs> defects. Yes. Sent out Polaroids yes. like, you I know wouldn't he be did. surprised. I wouldn't be. Um, but everybody, or at least a vast majority of, of people of a certain age have done that. I feel like it's almost like tattoo acceptance where it's like, well, yeah. Everyone, Eventually we were going to get here. Right, right. Everyone has a tattoo. Okay. There's a disturbing trend happening in sex right now. And this isn't me getting older, not understanding what you kids are doing and like get off my lawn. That This isn't this. This is dudes being awful. All right. This is essentially, not essentially, this is sexual assault, whether you want to think it is or not. Okay. And actually, you can be charged for rape for this. And if you're doing this, you need to stop doing this. And it's one of these things. And I didn't know what this was when I heard the word. But then I read the article and I was like, okay, well, that's a good word for it. I just didn't know what that was. Like, it's they're calling it stealthing is the new thing. All right. Now, that to me sounded like one of those new words where it was like like ghosting. Like, yeah. you know, somebody texts you and you just like stop texting them back. That's you telling them, I don't want to date you anymore, right? Right. And so, like, I thought this was like a new version of like ghosting. But it's not. Okay. Stealthing is something completely different. I feel like I'm pretty up to date when it comes to weird sex stuff, and I'm not sure what this is. So I, what is this we're talking about? So, yeah, you are up to date on, yeah. on the new sex stuff. I, I, but be, this is because you're a good person and you won't do this. Okay? And you're in a committed relationship and you don't have to do this. All right. All right. So a woman agrees to have sex with you. Yeah, dude, finally, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It is, dude, it's going to be great. And you put a condom on. All right. Because she wants to have protected sex, as most people, if you're not in a committed relationship, should be having protective sex. And to be honest with you, most of you that are in a committed relationship, those relationships really aren't all that committed. You should still be wearing condoms. Yeah, and honestly, you should want to wear a condom, too. Okay, she wants to wear a condom. That's a good sign. You should always want to wear a condom. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, Every once in a while, I get lazy about it. But but you but you should be wearing condoms. It's yeah. actually, dude, it's beneficial for you, but for all of us in our lives, right? Because, dude, diseases move around. It's not just a you thing. And kids happen. And if you aren't a oh, going yeah. if, right if, oh, yeah. if you aren't aren't prepared to take care of a child where me forgetting about that wear a condom so still thing is this you're in the middle of having sex all right and you remove the condom without telling your partner oh. and continue to have sex with her and sure enough a guy was convicted of rape now this was switzerland but he was convicted of rape and here's the thing i can't necessarily knock that i can't knock that because at the end of the day, that woman's agreed to have sex with you, but she agreed to have protected sex with you. She still needs to consent. Both parties still need to consent to non-protected sex because of what can happen with that. What would make you think that you're in charge of deciding that for somebody else? Right, especially after you've already crossed the bridge of there needs to be a condom. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you walk in there with the assumption of, dude, I'm not going to wear a condom, and, and then that conversation happens, okay, but you've already started having sex, you've already implied that that's going to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, not that it's a woman's fault, okay, but I do want, I want to ask the question, how is it that a man could... Because you're, I mean, carefully, (laughs) the only way to remove the condom is to be completely withdrawn from her, right? Yeah. 
So, like, how does she not know? Like, you and I could feel the. I, I'm not a woman, so I don't know. But like, we okay. can feel we can feel the difference in condom sex versus not. I would imagine the same holds true for the female, right? Um, yes, I I, I would imagine probably not as obvious to a woman as it is to a guy you know what i mean obviously when you're a man you know you have a condom on where with a woman if you're not looking you've got the lights off you know in the, in the hypothetical of the way i'm imagining it is you're on top of her she's laying down you just kind of reach down pull off right back in you know what i mean like, okay boom, like i mean you could do that honestly you know it doesn't take long to rip a condom off it doesn't you just rip it off throw it against the wall and there you go like it's it's you know a pretty quick motion there so i could totally see how you could do that discreetly maybe the removal i i would ex- although you know what a lot of people are drunk when they're having sex or you're paying attention like maybe you don't know but of course this is not well, acceptable behavior what makes dudes think they're allowed to do this and, and once once you do it once it's already happened i mean is she going to necessarily say no or is she like oh my god what just happened here you know what i mean if you're in that sense of shock like i can't believe he did that i, I- there are people who hate confrontation enough they may recognize what has happened but don't want to get into the conversation with you right. like think about that that that's kind of crazy but that could be true now you know we assume that you know i mean dude i've had women who were like no dude i don't want you to wear a condom and it was like mm. but if that's your stance on sex, I know what your sexual history is. Right. That means none of those dudes have wore condoms okay, either. Right. I'm the first guy who doesn't have to wear a condom. Perfect. Great. That's going to be awesome. No, right. it's just you. Um, yeah, but at least at that point, you're both consenting to it. Right. Consequences, you know, are a part of it, but at least you're both consenting to it and taking that into, you know, your own responsibility. See, this stuff right here, this right here is why guys don't get more sex. It's, it's not because women are bitches. It's not because women are secretly lesbians. It's because you're an idiot. And you're like a sexual, dude, you're a sexual predator. That's why. This is why you're not getting laid. It's because you think it's acceptable to do things like this, you idiot. And you're making it harder for the rest of us. I can't believe a grown person thinks it's okay to remove a condom, not tell your sexual partner that, and they subject them to sexual disease, pregnancy, and everything else that can happen. Jesus, dude, like you guys cannot even be trusted with your own penises, man. No wonder women keep it on lock. No wonder. No wonder. We'll start New Turd Tuesday and get you hooked up with $1,000. That's next on Rock 106.9. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. If you're a Big Show fan, you can uh, check out the video where he admits to crapping his pants in a bout against Brock Lesnar. It sounds so strange for me to say. In a bout... Um, I actually just found this out, but a oh, friend no. of the program, no shame, Jimmy Shane, sent this in. Uh, dude, John Cena crapped himself in the middle of a match before. I buy it. Let me guess. Let me guess, though. John Cena, after the match, took off the underwear and then gave him to some kid for Make-A-Wish, though, Probably, right? Probably, dude. Dude, honestly, what a wish that would be. You know, I knock the wrestling, but I do always get, and I hate John Cena personally. Like, I hate him. Um, but I will give him credit. I will tip the cap because he does do a lot of great work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is a great foundation. And uh, he's he's granted more wishes than any other celebrity. I think it's twofold. Yeah, doubled it up. Yeah, I mean, he's so I'll give him that. Dude, you don't got to give me the whole damn like. I can see him. I don't want to because he's always wearing jorts. You can't see him. Jorts, by the way, yesterday, because I spent a lot of time there, seems to be like 
standard operating procedure for Canton South. Oh, yeah, dude. Down in Wildcat Country. Come on. That's George Central right dude, there. Dude, you go to that Taco Bell on Cleveland down there, man. It's like, dude, I think George gets you free tacos, maybe. It's what it looked like. They just got George in Canton South, dude. It's, it's, a, new, it's a new fashion trend for them. When you get a VCR, that thing's going to change your life. <laughs> you know, that's not nice. We shouldn't do that. I mean, why do we bag on them when we have Alliance? That's yeah, true. That <laughs> like, is we, true. We could, Same you know, thing, Carnation City. You know, like how I try to save it? And like, yeah, let's piss <laughs> off two cities at once. You guys all suck. We love you. All of you. Please continue to listen. We'll give you $1,000. Yes, we will give you $1,000 here shortly. But we are about to start New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. And uh, if you're new to the program, here's what happens. We play, uh, we, we play a couple of tracks. We'll vote on them. And uh, we uh, bar no format there. And we normally start with the top 40, and we, uh, we will do that again today. Uh-huh. And this is a group called DNCE. And who's in this? Joe Jonas? One of the Jonases. Barry Jonas, Ron Jonas, Daryl Jonas. I don't know which one it is, but it's one of them. One of the Jonas brothers. One of them. One of the Jonas brothers. And they had the, uh, the, the, the uh, what, the big hit, Cake by the Ocean? Yeah, that, dude, biggest song of the year, arguably. Yeah, no, that song year. was everywhere. I mean, just nonstop on the radio. It, that's one of those songs I hated, but yet, like... It gets in your brain, and you end up walking up and down the hallway singing it. That happens to me all the time, because, you know, there's different radio stations on in the overhead all the time here. They call that one an earworm. They do. This song did earworm me. I don't like it. But you couldn't avoid the song. It was everywhere. Of course, about the hit. Yeah. And I would walk up and down the hallway singing this. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But there you are. Get a little chair wiggle going. Get a little chair wiggle going. But yet, you could not, could not avoid that track. They got a new song out now featuring Nicki Minaj. And this is called Kissing Strangers. Young Money. Young Money. Yeah, that's big. People love that. Well, you know, let's not knock slowing things down. <laughs> we're, we're big into slowing audio down, too. I, I was about to make fun of it. I was like, dude, what are you doing? That's like one of the best clubs in your bag. You can't, like, knock that. Young Money. Dude, here's the thing. People knock her. Nicki Minaj could still totally get it. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know you love Miss Bad Bitch. You know, that's that's right up Stan's very She could totally yeah, get it. Yeah, 100%, dude. Even oh. with that big, giant, fake ass. Yeah, I like it. Better her than Amber Rose. <laughs> Don't knock it. Oh, yeah. It's hey, a good start. Sounds like, is it LMFAO? That's kind of what it sounds like to me. But they made hits. Yeah. Oh no. I picked this because I thought for sure I'd hate it. Much like Cake by the Ocean, dude. You'll be a believer. Kissing strangers. Open heart, open mind, 
So is that the Jonas Brother there? Yeah, he's the lead singer, so I think almost now, all of it's is him. this a super group? Like, are there other people I'm supposed to know? Or is, like, the, he did this and, like, that what lends them credibility? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Jonas Brothers obviously have not been a thing for quite a while. And I think Nick is the one who's doing a solo career. Just yeah. him, and he had that Jealous song that yeah, I Yeah, and actually, I really like Jealous. Was, I know there was a couple of Nick Jonas songs you liked. Yeah, but dude, Jealous was really good. This is just... John Jonas and his band. It's it's it, it's not. And he don't, they don't even really make a huge deal about him being who he is. It's it's kind of one of those. Oh, okay. already got me the hook's good dude yeah it is the hook is good and that's the only part that matters dude as long yeah. as they can get you with this no matter what the format is you will forgive things in songs as long as there's a part of it that you really like and that's usually the hook and we will forgive sloppy writing we will forgive bad as long as you like the hook you will be a fan of the song. It's it's one of those things in radio. We do music testing, and what they do is they send out the hook. They test hooks, and it's like that's what gets you. That's the first bump. I is miss free. doing that. The first bump is free. After that, you got to pay in the verses. But like if- when I first got into the industry, like now there's a company, and they like will like we subscribe to it. We'll send. They give us the hook lesson. That I used to have to like go into the music like catalog, put the song into an editor, find the hook. You know, edit it down and actually create the hook list, and I miss doing that. That was a lot of fun. You know, obviously, like I said, very important part of the song, but the problem is is that we don't just play hooks. We play entire songs. So unless you're going to, you know, boil everything down to a two-minute version of it, and then you can just hook, hook, verse, hook, then maybe you're on to something. But much like the Pepsi Challenge, you don't just take a sip of it. You drink the whole can. The whole can, can right. And, and, and we listen to the whole song. So, yeah, well, I mean, I'm Not sure, really. I'm sure our companies do Yeah, fine, just take a right? line out of it. Yeah, see the chair wiggles happening, buddy. A little bit. A little, little chair wiggles. A little bit. I like it. And we haven't got to Nikki yet. New DMC. I don't even know if they need it. Well, there's a version without her. Ah. I chose the version with her. Because I thought maybe she'd save it, but this doesn't necessarily need saving. Here she comes. Oh, is it here? Ooh, that was a lot. Jeez. That was a lot of dirty in there. There was Jeez. a lot of dirty in there. Um, now listen, I'm not. I like it. I'm not like a huge Nicki Minaj fan. I don't think she's like the greatest rapper or anything. Oh like no, that. I would never say that. No. Um, but what she does, she does really well, and she puts that weird emphasis on words and like draws things out where they're not supposed to be drawn out. 
What up, it, Snoop? It makes things unique. It makes things sound like, I don't know, like when it's her, it's just so her. So and- Here's what's noticeable about her. When the other female rappers try to mimic her, mm-hmm. you realize that she's good at it and the rest of them can't do it. And that verse was just enough for my girlfriend to like learn all those words and right. like in the car, she's going to act like she's a rapper. Have her neck swiveling around oh, like a so bad bitch. So much swiveling, dude. On her way to Target, though. <laughs> Versus Ross's. That's a summertime hit, man. Summertime's right around the corner. I can just see vodka and crayons spilling over the heads of chicks on the patio at Jersey's. You can already see it. All right, there's new, uh, there's new DNCE featuring Nicki Minaj, Kissing Strangers, Fantown. Make it official for me, buddy. Not a I, uh, I had no expectations on that one. I thought it was going to be a, or could have been a swing and a miss, thought it could be a uh, out-of-the-park hit, and dude, that's a that's a big old hit right there. Yeah, I have to concur. That is a huge, big old smash hit. Not a turd. Not a turd! You're getting the brand new Jason Aldean after you get $1,000 now. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 at 1010 with Fishhead this morning. He gives you your next keyword for Rock 106.9's workday double pay. Fishhead gets you hooked up 1010 this morning. Hooking you up with cash and bubbles, dude. I like that. There you go. Continuing with New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, we have the new Jason L. Dean song for the country song this week. It is called, it's the title track off his new record, actually. There you go. They Don't Know. He's got a big hit on his hands right now with any old bar stool. Country radio's all over that song. Where do you stand in the Aldean camp? You a big Aldean guy? You uh, uh yeah, huge Aldean guy. Okay. Kind of the guy that um, got me into this newer wave of bro country. I was kind of out, like early on in Tim McGraw's career, I was like, yeah, I kind of dig him. And like, you know, um, Garth was great, obviously. And early Kenny was really good. And then I kind of got out of it for a while. And then some chick was like, no, I think you'd like this stuff. And then kind of, you know, my brother was a big L. Dean fan. And those two together, like we were all hanging out one night. And, you know, they got me into this whole new mess of stuff. But I do. I'm going to go see him again this summer. I, he's so good live. Did you get the country mega ticket? I always hear that's a thing. I did not. They call us the two lane, just passing by, slow downtown. Right out of the gate, dude. Got the two, two lanes lane going. Right out of the gate. Not two chains. Don't get it confused. That's two lanes see, he's talking but about. But again, that's what makes him him. He knows. Just get him right there. Give them what they want. Don't try to be this, no, we're going to move it around this and that. Give them what they want. They call us the two lane, just passing by. Two chains. Yeah, they say, what's there to do when you ain't got nothing around? Just a few street lights, speed limit signs, it all say 25. What's there to do in that town? A whole bunch of opioids, dude. Just snorting pills. That's what there is to do in that town. That's it. Stop. That's what they're doing. That's big in New York, too. But that's what they're doing. That is what they're doing. Street lights, speed limit signs, it all say 25. But those folks ain't lived in our. 
Flyover states. Ah. He wrote flyover states again and 2.0. then sped it up and gave you like a little rocking version of flyover states. I get it now. But those folks ain't lived in our lives. Well, I thought it is the place where you take it slow, though. So what do you mean? I thought that's what you're always telling me. So what? Maybe I, maybe, maybe I do know. I don't know. I'm a little confused about the whole thing. I think I know. Well, the sea's tractors, barbed wire, and tall green grass. That's all you sing about. Don't be like, oh, that's all you see, and you don't see the real country, dude. That's all you sing about, and you tell me how great it is every goddamn Tuesday. That's all you do, <laughs> right? I mean, I can't. I wanna. I wanna argue, but no. I mean, that's what they do. Well, the sea's tractors, barbed wire, and tall green grass. That's what makes your town great. Well, they don't see the years spent working, busting their ass. How they pray for rent. Do they think people in the city don't work? Do they think there's no like jobs or like? No, like... you know these country guys. They all go micro. Like until you know, unless you got a shovel in your hand. Like ah. they, they, view, they view pencil pushers as like yeah, like that's easy work. Like they're building fences and keeping cattle from I don't know doing. I guess walking into the neighbor's field. Well, and, and so <laughs> that's they think that's like yeah, more work. And like okay, Canton, Ohio, a city in America. Do you really think that Canton, Ohio, is filled with paper pushers? Do you think it's our pencil pushers? No. No, it's not. This is a blue collar, hard working town. See the years spent working, busting their ass. How they pray for rain. They don't know a thing about what it takes to live in this way. Instead of praying for rain, check the weather report. And if there's no rain on the forecast, go water your goddamn crops, dude. Yeah, I mean, Aldine, you sold 27 million records. I know you have an iPhone. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's on the home screen, dick. Come on. the best of what that foreman has to offer from like this newer wave of dudes though like i love eric church i'm a big eric church fan too um but dude jason makes bigger hits like like eric church makes good records jason aldean makes bigger hits in my opinion eric church makes better songs jason aldean makes bigger songs yes that's exactly that's exactly right That's why I wrote a five-minute song about it. Because yep, they let didn't them know. know. I'm going to tell them. Yeah, he sped up flyover states. That's what he did. Put a dipper in. Speed up flyover states. You're going to have a good day. Snort pills. That's all you can do. Jesus. He 
He's so good live, though, dude. The whole crowd gets into it. I mean, he's a showman for sure. They don't know. know. Nobody knows. I'm pretty sure his show this year is good, too. I think he's bringing like two other pretty big artists. I think it's out of Blossom. I would ask him, well, Jason, I don't know. Can you explain it to me? Why is your city so great? And he'll he'd be, be like, like, well, there's a tractor yeah. and two lane roads. And, and then he's going to be like, it's all you see is the tractor and the two lane road. And dude, there's nothing but fields of corn as right. long as the eye can see. That's exactly what they I know, I know, I know. Give me the vote there. Eh, it's half a turn. I, uh, I'm not going to put that into the Matt Fantone rotation, but I know a hit when I hear a hit, and that song's a hit. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, dude, I know that. I know it'll be, uh, that's going to be a huge record at Country Radio. That's not a turn. No! A turd. Yay. Not a turd there. We have the brand new Adelitas Way. The song's called Ready for War. You get it next on the Stansbury Show. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069, nearing the end of the program as we are ending New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. We already played you the new DNCE featuring Nicki Minaj kissing strangers. We both voted not a turd on that one because it's not. It's a big old hit. New Jason Aldean, they don't know. Fantone didn't love it, but he recognizes it will be good uh, for that country radio, and so he voted half a turd. I voted not a turd. I found out via the audience that it's Jason Aldean and Chris Young this summer. Okay. Oh, dude, I have to go to that. There you go. That's going to be a good one. Uh, speaking of country music, uh, you recommended Cody Jinx yesterday. I did, yeah, because I like Cody Jinx a lot. Check that dude out. He was pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. He's, yeah. yeah, he's not part of that bro country thing. No. And, and so I listened to him a lot yesterday again, too, because I was like, man, I told everybody in the world to listen to this, so right. you know, let me listen to Again, so on my way to go play golf yesterday, I did, and he's so good. I pulled it like a, I started like a channel on iHeartRadio of his, and so Ding. they started like yeah, and uh, so they started sending me like suggestions of other artists, and I found a bunch of like the Turnpike Troubadours. I had yeah, never really heard good of. Dude. They were really good. Um, there was another artist whose name started with first name was Whiskey, and I forget the last name, but he was really good. So I found a bunch of stuff yesterday that I liked off of that. Uh, you know, honestly, as much as people want to gripe about music nowadays, dude, you just got to look. There is more music available to you now than there has ever been in the history of the world so find what you like and listen and to listen it to and it stop right. bitching about what other people do it's, it's one of these things and i just read an article about it earlier this morning we may get into it tomorrow on the program as well they they examine why people's musical tastes stop growing after 25 like they they examine that and we we may uh we may try to fit that into the show yeah, tomorrow um, because that is true of people. Like, you know, music is time capsuled for you, and then anything after that, you just, you know, that's trash. That's what people do. You know what I mean? So we are going to end uh, New Tour Tuesday the way we do with the rock song of the week. This is Adelita's Way, their song Ready for War, Pray for Peace. Oh, I'm sure this is not going to be unsufferable. are like the definition of a three o'clock rock on the range band. Wow, you don't think they're a little better than that, huh? Uh, 645, sun's starting uh, to come down? Uh, no, no, nah, no. If it's getting dark, no, Adelita's Way is nowhere near. Really? Nowhere so you near. have them on the Hot Topic side stage? Hot Topic side stage. Gravel pit, the gravel parking lot. Starting at 250. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's hard to hide 
my god. They're ready for war. The formulaic garbage. is like this is like when the world was pretending dope was good oh yeah oh, <laughs> remember yeah. that remember when we were all pretending dope was a good band i don't want to have to do this again i don't want to either Dude, if Jake Owen had wow. said that, you'd be trashing it. Yeah. Well, you should be. Yeah. You should be trashing Absolutely, it. Yeah. like the third generation of like Nickelback. You know what I mean? There was Nickelback, then there was Theory of a Dead Man, Pop Evil, all those, and now it's this, dude, and it's not good. Yeah, they are kind of you that. Just, you're trying to take that, that style, that sound, that success. Here's the thing. You know it's going to be in commercials for sports, though. You know it. You know ESPN's going to drill that into the ground over dudes, like, making huge tackles in the 50-yard line. Such a badass. He's ready for war. I gotta be honest, I like this band a little bit more than you do. Well, like it's not a high bar. There, dude. They've, yeah. uh, they've had some songs that I didn't think were all that bad. I remember working at one radio station. We played them a lot, but I don't even remember what song it was. I don't remember the song name either, but they had a song all over the radio for about two years. He's been there before. Two chains. Ah. How many two chains references can I get in? David writing in, he says, the band you couldn't remember, the full name is Whiskey Myers, and he's right about that. They were pretty good. I don't know if that's a man or a band or whatever, but Whiskey Myers was pretty good. David, thank you for that. Thanks, Dave. Finally, we can talk about good music in the middle of this crap song. Whiskey Myers was good. All right, Fantone, Uh, you voted all the way through it, but let's make it official for me. It's a turn. not a very good song. Uh, I disagree. I'm going to vote half a turd on that one. Okay. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Now, I'm not going to listen to it, okay? But we, we in the radio business, and I tell my boss this all, all the time, we in the radio business overestimate people's coolness factor. 
And if you go to like a stand-up comedy show, people are laughing at jokes that you don't laugh at. If you watch people watch TV at home, they think things are funny that you don't think is. Like there's a thing there where we overestimate the audience sometimes. And dude, I'm telling you, stations like Rock 106.9 at like 7 o'clock at night should be on that record. I just, maybe not that particular one, but like that sound and that band, I, I, I don't necessarily hate it. <laughs> a ringing endorsement. Well, not that one. All right. I'm trying to be nice because I know somebody associated with the damn band. Yeah, that song wasn't that great. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, it really wasn't that great. Before we get out of here for the day, I, uh, dude, I want to find out more about this because I okay. think it's huge and okay. I think it's very cool for you. Okay. And I'm very happy for you. I've done this once before for a client. And so I know how this can like propel you. But Matthew Fantone is filming a television commercial today for one of the clients of the radio station. And I think that's awesome. Good Indeed for you, buddy. Indeed, I am the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They have had enough success with the endorsements coming from me where they're like, dude, we want to put you on our TV spots. You know, tons of people have been calling in uh, asking about LASIK. So I am uh, uh, going to be filming that later this afternoon. I got to go get, a, get my haircut. got to go take a shower. got to get myself mentally and physically prepared for this. I, uh, I, dude, I'm sure I'll be fine, but it's just one of those things I haven't done it so i'm just like dude am i gonna suck at this am i gonna be terrible at this like yeah but they have a producer who's gonna help you be better at it oh yeah so yeah you'll be fine dude i hear uh adelita's way ready for war was the theme song of smackdown how did you not know that i have not watched smackdown yet this week so i uh i haven't watched it the last week's episode so i don't know if it's a new one but dude whatever it doesn't make it a good song (laughs) there's plenty there's plenty of crap records that the wwe will embrace Pete's telling me that uh, the song that Adelita's Way had all over the radio one time was called Dirty Little Thing. That sounds about right. Sure. And, uh, was that An- Theory of a Dead Man? No, that was Adelita's Way. Well, whatever. Anthony writing in and tells me that there's a great bro country singer out of uh, Coshocton called Casey Allen. I haven't heard that. If anybody has that wants to send it to me, I'd love to listen to it. Have not heard of that. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Fishhead gets you hooked up with $1,000 with Rock 1069's Workday Double Pay. That happens at 1010. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. Have a great day. See you.